Hey guys, today I'm live with Michaela Paul from Social Stylings. She is an Instagram marketing pro with some really interesting strategies and ideas around how to grow your business using Instagram. So on that note, let's jump right into it. Michaela, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Doing great. So let's go back to the beginning of your story. How did you get into, get into Instagram? What is it that yeah. started this journey? Yeah, so I guess because I was working in the fashion industry, Instagram is such a fashion-based social media platform. That's where a lot of people who are interested in the fashion beauty space will go. So I kind of learned about Instagram from a consumer point of view first. I was studying social media marketing and doing all these kinds of aspects, and I realized that with the types of clients that I want to work with, Instagram is their best bet. Places like LinkedIn or Facebook, they can work. But again, I really feel like Instagram is a huge hub for creatives and fashion and beauty industry. Okay, is that more because it's a visual-based platform or...? Yeah, so I would definitely say it's because it's a visual platform. Also, the age range, so the major demographics on Instagram are between the ages of 18 to 34. So it's quite a young platform as well, which means you can be a bit more creative, you can have a bit more fun compared to a platform like LinkedIn. Okay, brilliant. How do you grow business on, link, on um, Instagram? Yeah, so I feel like one of the main steps that people have to take before they start growing everything is to consider and really pull back what is their mission with using Instagram. So I really like to kind of ask people, okay, so you're going to be using Instagram, that's great, but what do you actually want it to do for your business? Are you wanting to increase your followers so that you can increase your reach? Are you wanting to increase sales, specifically either your e-commerce or your brick-and-mortar sales? Are you wanting to increase your email list? Are you wanting to promote a new launch or a new event? Um, there's so many ways you can use Instagram. So I really feel like when they do start going, okay, I want to build my business with Instagram, they really need to figure out what, what their strategy mean? is going to be. Yeah, what does it look like for them? Because every business is so different. Okay, cool. So... I think most people generally say, I want sales. Unless they've got some ego thing attached to it, which you'll, after a few followers, they'll have that satisfied. So from the point of view of growing sales, how do you use Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it comes back to their content marketing strategy and knowing how often they should be doing promotional posts for their particular target market. Obviously, um, you really need to be careful that you're not constantly selling. Instagram, you really have to add a bit more motivational and conversational content, getting people to know, like, and trust your brand. But also knowing how to word your promotional posts on Instagram is very important because it is such a different platform. It's a lot younger. It's um, a very quick platform as well. Most people are scrolling through their news feeds quite quickly. So it's very important that you make your sales posts appropriate for Instagram and also making sure that you understand your Instagram sales funnel. So when people land on your Instagram page, after that, purchase from you or work with you, what's actually happening after that? Are they sending you a private message? Are they calling you? And how can you encourage them to take their next step? Okay, so that's interesting. You talk about different ways. It's not just going through, click the link in my bio. Yeah, there's so many different ways. And again, it depends on your business type. So some hairdressing salons I know don't have websites. I know it's crazy, but some of them don't. And they really need people to give them a phone call. So it's really important that they say, hey, Go and give us a phone call here. 
or if they don't have a website, I'm like, okay, if you don't have a website, you still need an email marketing list. So get a link in your bio somehow, please. <laughs> okay. All right. So what else do we need to know? What is it that people are confused about with Instagram? How can we start putting together a plan to you? Perfect example, talking about a hairdresser. How can a hairdresser use it, Instagram for their, for their business? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the main areas that I see with a lot of my clients that they struggle with is their hashtags. So hashtags are kind of this thing that everyone's like, oh, yeah, I should just do hashtag fun, hashtag love, hashtag life. And you really have to be a bit more specific than that if you're wanting to drive sales and get real business results. So I wrote a hashtag ebook all about hashtag. It's really exhaustive, and there's a whole list of hashtags for different business types within the fashion and beauty space. Um, but I really feel like once you can pin down your hashtag strategy and also having different sets of hashtags so that you can gain different followers every single day, that's really going to boost your whole Instagram following. Won't that get people from all over the world that are just following those hashtags though? Yeah, so it depends on what type of hashtags you're using. So I definitely see the value in using a generic hashtag like hashtag hair or uh, hashtag hairdresser journal or something like that. They're a bit more generic, they're a bit more worldwide. However, I really try and encourage those local um, businesses to really start using hashtags that are specific to their location. So for example, hashtag Brisbane hair, hashtag Brisbane hair salon and also considering the interests of their target market. So if someone is really quite serious about getting their hair done, getting a hair makeover, they will probably be interested in fashion as well, and also makeup. So you could go hashtag Brisbane beauty, hashtag Brisbane fashion, hashtag Brisbane style. And how does it work in terms of getting people to discover your, discover your business through hashtags? Yeah, so a lot of consumers are now using Instagram to actually search for products and services. So for example, if I go, okay, I've just come to Brisbane, I don't really know what clothing stores to go to, I could Google it, but it's a lot more interesting and a lot more helpful, I guess, for a consumer to go to Instagram, type in something like hashtag Brisbane Boutique, and then they can see all of the stock that that particular boutique is holding and actually get an idea before they go to the store whether they actually want to go there. Okay, so that's interesting to me. So people's behaviours are changing now from going to Google, they're going to Instagram as in some instances. Yeah, absolutely. So it can be a, a little bit of both there. But again, social media helps with your SEO as well. So that's really exciting. That is interesting. I did, okay, that's one thing. That's one thing I never realized where the hashtags really fit in unless people are randomly searching. But if you're saying that people are actively searching for at the buying stage, yeah, that's different. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I see this with other brands as well. So if, for example, I'm going, oh, I've just moved to Brisbane or I've just moved to the Redlands and I don't have a hairdresser, how do you figure out if the hairdresser cuts good hair without seeing some photos first? And again, lots of hairdressers don't have websites, which makes me go, ah! But <laughs> a platform like Instagram and Facebook, well, definitely Instagram, which is what we're talking about now, but with their Instagram, they can actually showcase their work. So someone can go, Oh, okay, so I like this cut that they did and this cut, and they were both from the same stylist at the salon, so I'll book in with that stylist. Okay. Yeah. Next question on that. Do we have any data on what kind of search volume you're getting for particular hashtags? 
Um, I don't have any of that on me at the moment, but if you do a Google on the different buying behaviors of people on Instagram, you'll get heaps of information on that. It's so interesting. And also, I'm really loving the information from the Australian Census Report for 2017. Heaps of interesting stuff there. One thing I really love is that 64% of Australian consumers that answered the census are saying that they actually will trust a brand more, a corporate brand or a business brand, if they actually interact with their followers on social media positively. So responding to comments and actually being quite genuine as well. What, okay, if I'm hearing this right, what you should really start to do is treat Instagram as its own platform, as its own kind of website, which you should opt be optimizing for, I guess, discoverability as well as when people land on the platform to be convert. Yeah, totally. absolutely. So Instagram is just its own little space there. And I feel like um, if you are using social media marketing as an avenue, then you should be really focusing on one to two that you really push really quite hard and you make sure that your strategy is absolutely seamless on those two because you're going to get much better results than having a profile on every single social media network. Okay, and what kind of businesses shouldn't really be on, shouldn't be focused on Instagram yet? So would a dentist work for Instagram or should they? Yes. Yes? Okay. Yes. Dentists definitely work on Instagram. So it, again, it depends on who your target market is. So if you're trying to target a younger demographic, so the 18s to the hmm. 34s, then you should definitely be on Instagram. It just you need to consider what content is going to be the most appropriate. So, for example, I have clients who are mortgage brokers, and they are on Instagram, and their focus there is to really promote their first home buyers and really to show people what success their clients are having with getting and owning their first home. So that makes sense for Instagram because most people are between eighteen foot to thirty four. They are looking for their first home, so. Using Instagram, they can build up their following that way. They can um, really show their personal side as well. It's not as corporate as something like Facebook and LinkedIn where you wouldn't necessarily share a photo, like a selfie with you and your clients, where you can share that on Instagram. Okay. So uh, in this instance, mortgage brokers, are they coming from other places or are people actually searching first home hashtag on, on um, Instagram? So it's really difficult with those industries because the main way that most people would find them is if they are actively seeking out potential people and thinking about the interests of their target market, doing events that make sense and put them in front of that target market. And also, if they've already built up an organic following on Instagram, it'll mean when they do Instagram advertising, for example, they'll actually be cheaper for them. Okay, so it's a bit of a relationship build and how they can use having basically nurture that relationship rather than having find new people. Yes, in that instance. exactly. Exactly. Okay, makes sense. That is really cool. Okay. I think you've covered pretty much everything I can think of right now. So what questions haven't I asked? What should I still be, what should we still know about Instagram? Um, I think one thing that a lot of people are kind of still guessing about at the moment is Instagram stories. So this is a feature on Instagram, which is very Snapchat-esque. They actually took it from Snapchat, uh, but they're doing a really great job. <laughs> um, and it's really, really fantastic. It's great for showing the behind the scenes of your business and actually allowing people a little indoor, uh, indoor window into what your business life is like. So I feel like it's most appropriate if you were doing something exciting like unpacking new stock or if you're launching a new brick and mortar store 
or if you're working on a new collection of designs, it depends on what your business is. And also, I've seen hairdressers you can show their before and after. Oh, that's so cool. To take a photo before the stylist gets mm. ready, they show a little bit at the basin. So obviously, it's mm. not the hairdresser doing this and at the basin, they've got someone else doing it. Um, do not recommend that. Um, but once I've done that, then they can show the after and people can see that transformation in the process and then they go, oh, that's actually really cool. I need that. That is cool. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So you got your stories, you got your searchability, you got your designs, you've got the photos. How do you actually design Instagram photos? Because if you've got this really attractive stuff, what should people be knowing about that? Yeah, absolutely. So. I use a editing tool and it's amazing. It's called PicTap Go. It's about two ninety nine, I think, like two two dollars ninety nine, not two hundred ninety nine. That'd be crazy. Uh, but it's an editing tool that you can use, and you can actually create a filter recipe. So I know a lot of my clients they start editing photos on Instagram or on another app, and they forget what levels they used and which different filters they use, and so everything looks a bit inconsistent. So what PicTap Go does is you can edit a photo and then once you like it, you can save that recipe of filters that you applied and then the next time you go to edit something, you can just click on your recipe and then it's already edited. That is cool. I like it. It saves so much time. It's amazing. And I, because I'm a social media manager for a few private clients, I actually have different filter recipes for different clients. And you can name them, etc. I'm assuming? Yes, you can name them. It's amazing. Cool. So... Have a great profile. You talked about, you didn't talk about bios, but I've seen you talk about it recently. Yes. So I have a Facebook group where we talk about bios quite often because this is an area where a lot of people kind of, they, they let it slide. They're like, nah, it's not that important. But when someone lands on your Instagram feed for the first time, that is their first impression of your business. I think it's really important that your Instagram bio isn't too overcomplicated so you're not using massive words because people are very time poor. But also, you're not being too generic. So you're not just saying, hairdressing salon, Brisbane. Because that's not interesting. It's not enticing. It's not going to make someone go, oh, this one's clearly so different from all of the others. I think it's really important that people use their Instagram bio wisely and that they really sell themselves in the bio. Okay. If someone has an existing Instagram pro uh, account, they've had inconsistent photos and styles all over the place, and they've now listened to this interview, should they go through and remove the stuff they've done previously or should it just start with a new consistent style? Yeah, so I generally recommend my clients to just start posting really consistently and that will eventually cancel out everything else. But also Instagram's recently updated. Now, this is something that's only rolled out to certain accounts. Some people don't have it, some people do. I personally don't have it, but all of the clients that I manage have it and I'm like, eh. <laughs> Basically, what you can do now is there's a little, uh, um, gosh, how do I describe it? A little icon in the very top right of your Instagram profile. And it looks like a clock and it's got an arrow going around it the other way. So counterclockwise, I believe. Or clockwise. Clockwise. Yes, it's clockwise. Um, but <laughs> I did not pay attention in maths. Uh, but anyway, so this, um, this little feature, basically what you can do is you can archive a post, which means that you can take it off of your Instagram feed, but you're not deleting it. So this is really good if you are someone who's put photos of your cat or your family on Instagram and you want to get rid of them because they're not appropriate for your business, but also you don't want to get rid of them entirely because they're really sentimental and you really care about them. So you, or also 
if you've done a competition or you've done a really great post but it doesn't match your branding anymore, then you can archive all of those posts, take them off your Instagram feed to a place where only you can see them. And if you change your mind and you go, oh, I kind of want to put that back, you can actually unarchive them. The only thing is it will not put it back at the top of your feed. It will put it back where it was. That is yeah. cool. I like it. Okay, <laughs> so we know we know what to do if you don't have photos you, don't, you really don't like and you just want to change this new style. Yep. You know how to set up a profile. Yeah. How do they how do they search for hashtags? How do you understand what are the right hashtags for your business? Yes, there's so many different hashtag methods out there. Uh, hashtag research, I should say. Uh, <laughs> one of the um, one of the things that I really love to do is to go into a hashtag that's quite generic. So, for example, hashtag Brisbane Beauty. And at the very top, after searching that hashtag, there will be a list of related hashtags. So that's a really easy way to get a bunch of extra hashtags that are related is to what you're looking um, So those would be more specific. So, for example, if someone's typed in hashtag Brisbane Beauty, another related hashtag that will come up would be something like hashtag Brisbane Lashes. It depends on what everyone in those hashtags are using and looking for, and that's where the relatedness comes in. So if you use a, you type in a hashtag that's too generic mm-hmm. or it is never used, then there will be no related hashtags shared. Um, another really great way to do it is if you use the shadow band tester. So all you have to do is Google shadow band tester, and it comes up as shadow band tester.azure.net, I believe is the website. And this is really sneaky, but if you want to type in your competitor's name and check if their hashtags are banned, if they aren't, then you can actually easily copy and paste them from that website. (laughs) So if you want to do that, you can just make sure do not copy and paste their brand hashtags. I've had someone do that to me, who was another social media marketer. I was like, hey, you stole my hashtags. They're like, it was so bad. I was like, cool. So don't do that, please. <laughs> Is it like a blind copy paste? Like, oh, show us startings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, there we go. I think we've got a plan there. So, headline your own photo, obviously, should be your brand or something similar to it. We've already oh, sort yeah. of covered that. So you definitely want to have either your logo in a very easy-to-read font. So obviously you want it to be in a brand font, but make sure that's really high resolution so I can actually read what your logo says or that your word mark is really high-res, not pixelated. And if you are a personal brand like me, obviously people just work with me one-on-one, so I have myself as my profile picture, not my logo, Um, just because it makes more sense, makes it a bit more personal, a bit more fun. Cool. Photo, bio... Link to a landing page for list building. Yep. Relevant hashtags. Yep. Awesome looking feed. Yeah. And uh, I think that's about it. It's not. Okay. <laughs> it seems so simple. It's, people seem like. <laughs> what about these things like pods and all these communities and how people are grouping together? Does that really make a difference? So, this is really interesting. I did an interview with a few people who were in comment pods a few months back. And both people who I interviewed on this, they said that they were good, but they actually didn't see any tangible results from them. So yes, they were getting a few more comments, but they weren't actually getting any more sales than they were without the pod. So 
I really feel like Instagram is actually tracking your pods. So if you are running a comment pod or an engagement pod through your direct message on Instagram, I believe they're actually tracking it. So if you are found to be doing it, you will actually be penalized by Instagram in a shadow ban type of situation. So a few of my clients who used to be in pods, I've told them to just get out of them. And a lot of them have just started noticing that their organic engagement has improved. Okay, guys. So those listening in, what a common pod is, is... Yes. So a comment pod is basically where a group of Instagram users band together. Maybe they have a related interest or they're similar businesses. And basically what they do is they agree to comment on each other's posts as soon as they upload. They will send the post via Instagram direct message or what I prefer to recommend is to actually post that link in a Facebook group, a private Facebook group for just your comment pod. And then they will leave a comment that is four words or more to really boost their engagement and help them to get engagement quickly so that their post is more likely to end up in the news feed of their followers. And for those playing at home, what this basically is, if people are trying to hack the Instagram algorithm, it comes up with any new platform. So same with Facebook, same with Google when it came out. It yeah. does work to an extent. Yeah. But eventually these platforms are going to want to monitor it and start to review it. And people who have done these things with their accounts will be penalized. That's, yeah. that's my two cents to add to Michaela's yeah. comment there. Perfect. No, that's exactly the case. So. Keep it clean, keep it good, and keep it relevant. I think that's perfect, Michaela. If people want to learn about you and your business, where can they go? Yeah, so obviously you can find me on Instagram. My username is at social.stylings. You can also find me at www.socialstylings.com.au. Awesome. Until next time, guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Awesome. Bye.